This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll Reb Noach was a very devoted chassid of the Baal Shem Tov, and even though he'd been married for many years, he still had not merited to have children. Every time he would come to the Baal Shem Tov, he would ask the Rebbe to give him a bracha, to give him a blessing for a child. And every time the Baal Shem Tov ignored his request and would change the topic. One time, Reb Noach came to the Baal Shem Tov, and the Holy Rebbe said to him, You should know, Noach, that this is a special time, a zman misugal, and right now, the gates of heaven are open, and I can daven for you to have a son. However, before I do, I have to tell you something. It comes with a condition. The condition is that for the first six years of your son's life, you may never leave him alone. Not even for a single second. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You always have to watch your son. You have to have an eye on him all the time. If you accept this, I'll give you a bracha, and within a year you'll have a son. And so Reb Noach, he starts thinking, of course, I want a child. I mean, so I have to watch him all the time. Then he's thinking to himself, what am I going to do if my wife doesn't have a chance to watch my son? I can't watch my son. So he said, okay, fine, we'll hire a babysitter. Yes. He looks at the Baal Shantav and he says, I accept. I will do what you said, Rebbe. I want to have a son and I agree to any conditions you set. The Baal Shantav was happy with the Chassid's answer and he promised him that with God's help within a year, he and his wife would be blessed with a child. And sure enough, before the year was over, a baby boy was born to this beautiful couple. And of course, Reb Noach didn't forget the condition that the Baal Shem Tov set. He made sure that there was somebody watching that baby 24 hours a day. His wife, of course, was very happy to spend as much time as she could with her baby. But when she couldn't, Reb Noach would take over. And when neither of them could, they would hire a babysitter. They were able to do this for the first four years of the baby's life until the baby grew up into a young boy. And then one day, there was a babysitter watching their son. And the circus came to town, and it was a big ruckus, there was a lot of noise, and there was a big parade coming through the town to announce the circus. The babysitter went outside for just one second and left the young boy behind. Then she realized what she was doing, and she came right back, and the boy was gone. She started running around the street, looking to see where the boy had gone, and when she couldn't find him... She started to really panic. She found the father of Noach and she said to him, Noach, I don't know where your son went. I left for just one second just to see the circus. I never imagined. Word went out to the Jewish community and everybody started searching for this boy. Eventually the sun set and they went around with candles. And everybody's looking and nobody can find him. Now you would think Noach would just go to the Baal Shem Tov and ask the Baal Shem Tov to help him find his son. But at this point the Baal Shem Tov had already passed away and was no longer in this world. So Noach went to the closest thing that he could to the Baal Shem Tov. He went to the Baal Shem Tov's daughter, Adel. Now in some circles they call her Udel, and in some circles they call her Adel. And since I have a daughter whose name is Adel, we like to call the Baal Shem Tov's daughter Adel. So Adel was one of the closest students of the Baal Shem Tov. And the Baal Shem Tov entrusted her with all of his secrets. And it said that she was like a Rebbe herself. And Noach knew this. So he went to Adel, the Baal Shem Tov's daughter. And he told her the whole story. 
After listening to the story, she got up from the Baal Shem Tov's table, because she was living in the Baal Shem Tov's house, and went over to the holy resting place of her father. She said she'll be back, and when she returned, she said, Father told me that you should leave town and head towards the south. Don't stay in any city or any town for more than one night, and everywhere you go, ask the inhabitants of the town or the city if they've seen your son. Hashem should help you. And with that, Noah went home, he told his wife, he packed a little bag, took his talisman to fill in and whatever else he needed, started heading out. Days turned into weeks, weeks turned into over a month, and another month, and now ten weeks had passed, and every night Noah went to a different city or a different town, and everywhere he went he would ask if anyone had seen his lost four-year-old boy. He gave a description of what his son looked like, things that his son enjoyed doing, and one day, after ten weeks of doing this, he's describing to a Jewish innkeeper what happened, and the innkeeper's eyebrows lifted up in surprise. He said, this is quite amazing. Your description sounds just like a little boy that our Poritz, the landowner who owns everything around here, he adopted a boy recently, and he sounds just like your son. The Poritz never had any kids, and since he has all this property and all this money, he wanted somebody to inherit it, and he found this lost boy, and he adopted him as his own. It's very possible that that boy is your son. Reb Noach, he could feel his heart beating. For ten weeks he'd be looking for his son. Ten weeks. And he was crying, and he said to the innkeeper, Please, you have to help me. This is my only child. I need to find my son. And the innkeeper, he didn't know what to do, because of course he wanted to help this poor guy, Noach. But the Poritz, he was a dictator, and everyone was scared of him. Even the police were scared of him. Everyone did whatever the poor had said, no matter what. And then the innkeeper said to Noach, I'm not sure if I can help you, but I'll try something. I'll at least go to the poor's mansion and ask about some details about the boy there, and then we'll know for sure if it's your son or not. So the innkeeper went to the poor's mansion, and he came back a few hours later, and he said to Reb Noach, I can tell you for sure, that boy that the poor's has adopted, that's your son. There's no question about it. And another thing I can tell you is that the archbishop of this entire region is going to come and baptize your son and make him a Christian. And this is all scheduled to happen tomorrow. He said, what incredible Ashkechapotit. Here you show up the day before your son is going to be baptized and adopted by the poets. So Ibnach, his face turned white and he turns to the innkeeper and he says, don't you understand? You're telling me? What amazing Ashkechapatit it is that I showed up. It's amazing Ashkechapatit that you're the one who found my son. Obviously, Hashem wants you to help me bring my son back. Please, you have to help me. And the innkeeper, he said, hmm, I'm not sure what I can do for you. You know what? I have an idea. It's a little crazy, but it just might work. No, Noach said, what's the idea? And the innkeeper said, I've heard that the archbishop is really a good person, decent and kind-hearted. Maybe... We can work out that you'll meet him on the way. You'll tell him the story of your lost child. And since the archbishop has a way to help you, maybe he will. So let me take you there. And so the two of them went together to the house of the archbishop. And Noach waited until early in the morning. And then he stood in front of the gate where the archbishop was going to come out. And finally, when he sees this beautiful carriage coming out, Reb Noach jumps in front of the carriage, making sure there was no way the carriage could get past him. But the driver, 
didn't notice that Noach was there, and he almost ran him over until the horses saw Noach, and they stopped, and then the carriage stopped. (laughs) And the archbishop is trying to understand what's going on, and Noach runs over to the window, and he quickly says, My son was captured by the Poritz, and you have to help me. He's my son. He's a Jew. He shouldn't be baptized. I don't know what to do. For ten weeks I've been looking for him. The bishop, he listened, and he said, Okay, I understand. Let's go together and see what we can figure out. In the meantime, in the Poritz's house, they were all preparing for this huge party. Because the boy that he had adopted was going to be baptized. Hundreds of people were invited. There was music. There was food. And along the way, the archbishop came up with a plan. He told Noach, you're going to stand outside the gate of the Poritz's mansion. And you're going to have a horse and a wagon ready to take off when I tell you. Now you stay there, and I'll take care of the rest. So the bishop went to the Poritz, and he said to him, What kind of fool do you think you are? Are you really such an idiot? Everybody stopped talking, and they were all quiet and shocked that the archbishop would say such a thing. The Poritz was so shocked he didn't say anything. And the archbishop said, Don't you understand that this boy is a Jew? Isn't it true that you've given him all the toys and clothes and all the things that a kid could possibly want? And the poet said, yes. And the archbishop said, I'll bet as soon as he sees a Jew, one of his people, he will abandon you and run off with that Jew. Come, let me show you what I mean. And so, and so the archbishop and the boy and the poet started walking towards the entrance of the poet's property. And there was standing Noach with a horse and wagon ready to go. The archbishop takes the boy and says, who's that over there? And the boy, who was shocked to see his father, pulls his hand out from the porrits and runs as fast as he can into his father's arms. Noach takes his son, puts him in the wagon, and takes off with the horse, while the archbishop turns to the porrits and says, you see, I told you, you're such a fool. What did you think? that a Jewish boy was going to be the person who inherits all of your property, and he'd become a Christian? This is crazy. Poritz was so shocked. He told his assistants, cancel the party. I'm going to my room. Get me a big drink. I don't want to talk with anyone. He locked himself in his room. Party was canceled. Everyone went home. And Rabnoach did not stop driving until he got all the way back to Mejibuz. And he showed up at the Baal Shem Tov's house where Edel was with his son. As soon as Noach entered the door of the house, Adol looked up at them and said, You should know that my father had to leave his place in Gan Eden, in paradise, in order to return to this world and dress up like the bishop to save your son. Noach was besides himself. He never imagined that such a thing could happen or would happen. He didn't mention any of those details when he sent a letter to the innkeeper. He said, Thank you for everything. Everything worked out. I have my son. And a few weeks later, He got a letter back from the innkeeper. And the innkeeper in his letter said the craziest thing. He said, Noach, you won't believe this. The archbishop came to the house of the Poritz the day after you left. He apologized for arriving a day late because there were problems getting there. And he said, okay, let's baptize that boy you've taken in. The Poritz, who had spent the whole day and night depressed and drinking, he looked at the archbishop and he said, are you crazy? Are you just crazy? What are you talking about? Now let's baptize the boy. You're the one who canceled it and sent the boy off with that Jew. 
the archbishop turned to the poets and said, what are you talking about? I am telling you the truth. There was a problem on the way. The axle broke on the carriage and we had to fix it. And I'm a day late. I just showed up now. I wasn't here before. If anyone was here before and canceled the baptism, it certainly wasn't me. I mean, why would I not want to baptize a Jew? So the Porids called in a bunch of people that were at the party. And they said to the archbishop, you were here yesterday and you did all of the things that the Porids are saying. But the archbishop said, no, I wasn't. And I don't agree with what anyone is saying here. I really wasn't here yesterday. And so there was nothing to be done because the boy had been returned to his father. And everyone decided to just ignore it and continue with their lives. The poets with his, the archbishop with his. But Noah never forgot the miracle that the Baal Shem Tov did for him. Not just once, but twice. And from that time on, Noah kept an eye on his son until he grew up into a fine man, a Torah scholar, and a mensch, and a chassid of the Baal Shem Tov. I lie, lie, lie.